Hello, everyone. We are back again with our 11 o'clock speaker. Uh, just a quick reminder, if you do have any questions, um, you can use the Q&A app at the bottom of your video. I have a little link there. You have to have a Google Plus account to use it. You can tweet any questions uh, at the CME guy using the CME Palooza hashtag, or you can use the comment box right underneath the video stream right on the CME Palooza website. Um, so that said, I uh, want to introduce Tricia Wilson, uh, CME Program Manager for the University of Virginia School of Medicine. Um, and she is going to be speaking on learning to love your job again through communities of practice. So Tricia, take it away. All right. Thank you, Derek. And thank you for this opportunity with CME Palooza. This is a really great start today. I got to listen in to Brian and Scott's presentations a little bit. And I think this is a really great great thing that you set up, and I'm really excited to be able to be part of it today. Um, my topic is about community, um, and it's something that's very close to my heart, as you'll see as we go through today. Um, like many of you, when I was growing up, <laughs> no one ever got the answer when you, you're asked, uh, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? My answer was never, I want to be a CME professional. <laughs> I wanted to be a lawyer, or a teacher, or a doctor, or a president. Um, CME never really came into play. Um, my first job in the field was actually because I answered an ad in the local paper that all it said, it was basically two lines, and it said, cancer network must know PowerPoint. <laughs> so that's how I got involved with CME. I figured, yeah, I can do that, whatever. My job was kind of ending where I was, and I needed a new opportunity and thought, sure, I can do that, and by the end of the year, I was managing a CME program for a specialty society. So many years later, I still find that when I go to parties or picnics with folks, I can't really easily answer the question, what it is I do. Sometimes I make stuff up. <laughs> Sometimes um, I try to explain it, but I would say even my closest friends don't really understand what CME is or what I do during the day. As you all know, we also face a lot of challenges in these positions. The regulatory landscape is constantly changing. We've seen this recently with the Sunshine Act. Everything is always being fine-tuned. Everything is always being updated. And there's a lot to kind of keep up with. In addition to that, we need, as practitioners, to find new and better ways to educate people, to find what their best means of receiving education is. We need to always be looking for financial support. How are we going to put together these things using new technology and different things on lower budgets than we have ever had before? The importance of what we do is constantly questioned um, by folks within our own organizations and without. The gray cloud of bias is always hanging over our heads. Is what we're presenting biased? Is it not biased? It's something we always have to contend with no matter what topic we're presenting on. And most often, we have to worry, is learner behavior really changing? That's the thing we need to know. Is it really working? All of these things combined, you can really feel alone in the world of CME, even if you're part of a larger department, part of a larger organization. I've been in many different kinds of organizations. I've been a one-woman show um, in a few places, and I've been in a larger department. But there's always times where you struggle to kind of figure out what the best course of action is or how to handle different situations and it's very easy to be discouraged and feel like you're kind of on your own trying to figure things out. Everybody just wants to do the best job that they can. That's the bottom line. 
you want to make sure at the end of the day that you've done everything to the best of your ability. My take on that is the key to success is to be part of a community. <clears throat> and community has different connotations depending on uh, what your thought on that is. Back in the day, in our parents or even our grandparents' generations, community meant something entirely different from what it means today. People were born, grew up, lived, worked, and died in the same place. Unless you moved westward or you kind of struck out on your own, you really kind of stayed in the same place. People lived close to their other family members. They didn't tend to move away like we do today. You knew your neighbors. You knew the mailman. You knew the teachers. You saw them at the grocery store. People looked out for one another and for each other's children. And there was really more of a sense of kind of togetherness in that community. But today, things are much different. People move more frequently. In today's economy, jobs are changing, and you have to go where the jobs are. You have to go where you can find work these days. Schedules are busier, especially if you have children and are running here and there for school events or sporting events or other activities that they're involved in. It's really very interesting um, to kind of think in our grandparents' or parents' generation, people stayed in jobs for 30 years or so. Nowadays, People stay in jobs two years, five years, ten years at most. There's so many changes that go on in the course of our lives to kind of change the relationships that we have. Relationships are often built in the workplace through professional organizations. If you have kids, they're built around your children's activities. They're built on common interests like book clubs or meetup groups or things like that. Um, it needs to be a very intentional act to be part of a community these days. It needs to be something that you work towards rather than something you just assume will naturally happen. I did a little informal poll of my eclectic group of Facebook friends <laughs> to kind of prepare for this presentation. Um, and it yielded some really interesting results when I asked them what they thought of when they thought of community. I got a lot of answers about they thought of an old folks home they thought of the reference to community college. They thought of the show, the show uh, community. Um, they thought of hippies, <laughs> which I didn't really expect. Um, and one of my more anarchist friends responded that it was something she really tried to avoid. It wasn't something she wanted any part of, really, which kind of took me aback a little bit because for me, that's been something that's really important both in my work life and my personal life. But the answers I got from folks that I know are part of communities, established communities, whether that's their neighborhood or a school community, or even something related to work, kind of gave me the answers I expected, which was it's a group of people with a common denominator. You have a common goal or a common, um, common goal in mind. It's people who are working together on something or people who do a similar thing. Even if they're not working in harmony, they're still working together in the same kind of community. And I just thought that was a very interesting kind of take on what community is. We're very fortunate in our industry because there are some things that are available to us at this point that are already established. The Alliance for Continuing Education for Healthcare Professionals is available, annual meeting, town hall meetings, various activities throughout the year that I've been able to be a part of and that have been really helpful to me, especially in creating community. Um, they have communities of practice that are set up in terms of 
what sort of organization you come from, for medical education companies, for medical specialty societies, hospitals and healthcare networks, and so on. There's discussion boards. Um, they're not used as frequently, at least in the groups I've been in, as they could be, um, but that's a good resource as well. You can become a volunteer with the organization, get to know other folks, volunteer for the annual meeting, and, and different things like that to meet other people who are doing the same thing as you, who face the same challenges, and you know have the same sorts of successes. There's local and regional CE groups um, in different areas. I know the Mid-Atlantic is where I was uh, previously. I know there's a Southeastern group as well. LinkedIn is a fantastic resource. There's many different CME groups set up there, as well as other types of groups that you might be interested in, event planning, meeting planning, things like that. Um, Brian McGowan had the Twitter CME chat for a while that would meet once a week and kind of talk about a specific issue. While that's not happening as regularly now, I do see the CME chat hashtag on Twitter all the time when somebody posts an idea or a question about something. And you know, folks are still looking for that and they're still responding to that. And I think that's just been really fantastic. Of course, I have to give a shout out to the CME Guy Facebook page because for me, that has been fantastic. Um, there's been many times where Derek's posted something that, you know, I had a thought about and responded to, but also was so interested to see what the rest of you thought and how you would handle a certain situation. And I've had the opportunity too to kind of present my own question there and have folks respond, and that's been really fantastic. It's been it's been a really great opportunity to kind of see the CME community come together and and help each other that way. A lot of times it's very easy to kind of get stuck in your own your own thing. <laughs> it's nice to see people working together. The bottom line for me has been finding the right fit and I'm going to give you just a little personal story here. Um, I had lived in Pennsylvania my whole life, those of you who know me. Um, and I moved to Virginia in 2012 for the job here at the University of Virginia. Personally, I knew not a soul in town and I thought, you know, there's got to be some easy way for me to meet people and make friends, basically. Um, so I love to read and I thought, surely there's got to be a book club in town. So I sought out established community. I went and looked at a bunch of different book clubs. I visited different things. Basically, it was a complete fail. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing um, that I saw that really was the right fit for me. And so I wasn't willing to kind of give up on it. And that's one of the things why I wanted to even present this to you today about community is because you're not going to find exactly what you want right away. You might, um, but if you don't, don't give up. What I did was I went back and I created a meetup group. If you're familiar with Meetup, it's a website, meetup.com, um, and there's so many different groups in your region set up by common interest. So there's book clubs, there's hiking groups, there's dog walking groups, there's singles groups, there's couples groups, there's wine tasting groups. I set up a book club. Um, within the first three months, most likely, we had about 80 people on our roster for book club. We were averaging probably 15 or 16 every month um, and it was just it's been great we have people from all walks of life different ages um, different genders and we're still going strong a year later and it's just 
it's been really great to see, you know, when you can't find what you need, you can create it and still have success that way. As, as I mentioned before, um, even the most introverted of us desires community. We want to learn and grow together because that's where we find our satisfaction. That's where we find our meaning in the work that we do. It's easy to become jaded uh, and kind of frustrated when you feel like you're constantly struggling with issues. But just knowing that there's other people out there uh, who are fighting the same fight and dealing with the same kind of issues can be really, really helpful. And it can also provide you with a different perspective or a new idea on a challenge. So kind of on the theme, um, and the theme of CME Palooza, um, there are some do-it-yourself ways of creating community if you find that some of the established communities aren't what you were looking for. Um, one of the things I've just established here in our office is to create a quarterly book club. It's a great way for us to get continuing professional development as an office, but it's also a way to kind of bring people together in the department who, you know, have their specialized tasks and in some ways are kind of siloed into a group where we can discuss different issues that affect all of us um, throughout the office. Another colleague here set up a monthly brainstorming and basically that was just an opportunity for us to get together and say, hey, I'm having trouble with this specific issue or, you know, this came up and I wasn't really sure how to deal with it. How would you deal with it? And it's been a really great opportunity to kind of work together differently in our community here in our office that's already been established for us. A lot of times you can just get stuck in, you know, getting through your tasks of the day and working on your programs and forget that there's others here who are doing the same thing in their own office. Um, one thing that's been really valuable to me is kind of my informal network. And I know some of you are uh, listening to this today and I appreciate that. That's, that's part of it in knowing, you know, that there's folks out there that I can ask for feedback. I can just send a quick email and say, hey, I need a medical writer in cardiology who has um, somebody that they'd recommend. Or I'm looking for a way to do something different with this specific topic. What, what do you guys think? And that's been fantastic just to be able to send an email or a Facebook message and, and get responses back from people I've met through the years in the community. And I just think that's fantastic. And I just need to, again, touch on the importance of an online community. As I mentioned, the CME Guy Facebook page is definitely um, an example of this. I've had the opportunity this year, um, starting in January, to be a part of uh, John Acuff's 30 Days of Hustle on Facebook. Um, if you're not familiar with John, he's an author. He's written two really great books, kind of about turning your life's dream into action. and. Um, he created this Facebook group in January to kind of engage folks who are all working towards their own personal goal. And what I've learned through being part of it, I mean, I didn't know a single soul who was part of this online community. What I've learned through it is that you get what you give. If I'm responding to people's posts and questions, when I post something, they're going to respond back. Um, it's been a really great way to crowdsource ideas and problem solving. My best example is that I'm looking for a way to kind of get a bigger platform for my blog and I was asking about setting up a website and immediately I got all kinds of great advice from people who basically don't know me at all <laughs> but because we're all part of the same community 
um, they've just been so helpful and so willing to kind of step out of their own comfort zone and you know give advice this worked for me this didn't work for me don't do that that didn't work at all um, I've even had a web designer who was willing to give me not only free advice but help me get my website set up and that wouldn't have happened without the community so I'm just a strong strong proponent of that and the bottom line is what good is what you learn and what you've kind of gleaned in your whole career if you don't share that with other people when I look back on my career in CME there are people who have proved to be invaluable to me there's actually one colleague who has since passed away I think about her every single time I do a program because there were so many things that she taught me about how to do things how not to do things and really how to be a professional in the field there is not a single program that I do that I don't think this is what she would do or this is what she taught me to do so that's all part of being in community with other people and it's a huge benefit so I just wanted to give you this kind of touchy-feely <laughs> a little bit different than some of the other presentations um, just so you could think about something a little bit differently if you're interested in learning more about community or setting something up I'm happy to help you. Here is my email address and my office phone number. Email is usually the best way to get in touch with me. Um, and I just thank you for your attention and your interest. Trisha, that was excellent. That was really great. Uh, and I'm going to speed through here so we can move on to the next one. Uh, I appreciate you. your presentation. Uh, coming up is Beth Brillinger talking about activity planning, improving the process to align with accreditation criteria. And we will be up and running. We're about three minutes off schedule, so that's not too bad. Uh, so we'll be up and running as soon as I can get it up. So see you all soon.